0: Welcome to Weirdly Christian, a podcast by Rise Campus Ministry, where a millennial and Gen Zer learn about life by checking out the weirdest news through a spiritual lens. Let's see what we learned this week in our latest episode of Weirdly Christian. Well, welcome back to Weirdly Christian. My name is Drew, and I am joined by the incredible, amazing, awesome Abby. Abby, how are you doing?
1: Well, you know, I've been better, but I'm here still and we're we're going to be we're going to be weird today and especially after the long Halloween weekend, we we're going to be even weirder.
0: That's right. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we did for Halloween, movies we may have seen. I'm way too old to dress up. What what did you do for Halloween?
1: So it was my first Halloween weekend in college, and my friends and I decided to do a group costume, and we were all different Muppets. And Ooh. Drew, I would like you to guess what Muppet I chose. Oh gosh.
0: Which Muppet you chose based on like your personality? Like, yeah. is that how we're okay? Yeah oh gosh and we're not going into the extended universe like the jim hansen extended universe we are staying okay classic muppets well this is tough okay because the truth of the matter is is i'm either gonna get it right or i'm gonna get so so wrong i think i know who you should have been but i don't think you would have been that person okay can i ask three questions personality questions okay
1: sure go ahead
0: okay Three personality questions, which will help me. This is like the BuzzFeed version of, hey, find out what Muppet you are. Um, do you prefer to let other people take charge or do you like to take charge?
1: I like to take charge. I feel, like, okay. I feel like you you know that.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to warm up a little bit just so I don't get it totally wrong. Do you like to boss people around?
1: yes okay
0: great this is good um and then finally is everyone else around you an idiot
1: (laughs) obviously
0: okay so there's two options um i'm gonna go with the correct answer by the way one of our students last year went as the swedish chef and it was so incredible
1: that's pretty good
0: yeah with the voice and everything like it was chef's kiss see what i did there anyway I'm going to go with Miss Piggy. Yeah. Nice.
1: That's correct. Yes. I I went as Miss Piggy this year. Um, and my, my mom was here the weekend prior for Family and Friends Weekend. And we did a lot of shopping on Amazon. Um, I got like... A blonde wig, for context, I have brown hair, and a massive pink feather boa, and a pig nose and pig ears. It was really fun. It was really great. Did you do the voice? No, because I was just a little bit too intimidated to try that, but... Oh, Kirby! Yeah, see, Drew has this wonderful sound machine where he gets to test out all of his different voices all the time. That's just me. That was just me. Mm, You have no proof of that.
0: Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I will not be besmirched by Miss Peggy.
1: Oh, Kermie. <laughs> I don't know why you wanted to prove that, because that just is kind of embarrassing. I
0: had my hands up. I can also do a mean Grover. Oh, I'm just a blue furry monster. Nobody loves me. Did you know Yoda and Grover are the same voice?
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Who Who does it?
0: Frank Oz. For both, oh, I don't know who that is, but Before,
1: good, for good, good for him, good for yeah. him.
0: So, um, I on the other hand took my children trick or treating, and I, I have an ethical dilemma. Okay. Okay. So I have a one year old. My one year old can't walk, so I'm carrying her everywhere, door to door, and I made the decision, officially, to go ahead and to get candy for her. Yeah. Now. She's not eating candy. She's one years old. I'm eating all that candy. Is it ethical for me? So we went around. I took my one-year-old door to door, acting like it was for her, like held out the thing, dressed her up in costume and said, here you go, trick or treat, knowing full well that I would eat every single piece of candy that she got. And I didn't pick out things clearly she could eat. I picked out the things I wanted to eat. Is that wrong?
1: I mean, I feel like as long as you were acting like it was for her and you were trying to enhance her first trick-or-treating experience, which should be your priority, then it's all good. It's all good fun.
0: And truth of the matter, this is why you have children. They're turds the rest of the year. There's like certain moments where they're fun to, to be around, right? Like Christmas. It's fun to see kids on Christmas Day. Halloween. Taking them around having them get candy for me. Absolutely. I love my kids. They're not really turds all year, but it was a bit, but I do think like, this is one of the perks of parenthood, especially of young kids. I'm changing her diapers every day. I am feeding this child. The least you could do is be a prop for me to go around and to get candy for one night of the year. So I don't. I think it is not only acceptable, but I think the rest of my children, my four-year-old, my eight-year-old, my twelve-year-old, all owe me candy. And so I'm taking 100% of the one-year-olds, and I'm taking 10% of the rest of them because they should learn what it means to be thankful, to give praise to their. Why family. do
1: I feel like you're about to start a war? I'm not.
0: This is this is the rule in our house. Our children learn tithing through Halloween candy.
1: <laughs>
0: and I get their first fruits. I don't want the crappy Mounds bars or anything else that is trash. I like Kit Kats. I like Crunch Bars. And I eat them all. They are mine. Any full-size candy bars, bring them to dad.
1: I really feel like during Christmas time, you probably pretend to be the Grinch
0: i'm the grinch 247, 365 <laughs> and a quarter and i eat yeah. it right in front of them yeah. i don't have to do the jimmy kimmel oh my parents ate my candy because i actually do i'm that guy most ethical or great ethical decision
1: i feel like i can't make this decision i feel like we need to center those that have been hurt the most by your actions which are your kids
0: they're not hurt they get food they get all kinds of different things give me that halloween kind candy. Okay. With that being said, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> I've already felt like I've already <laughs> gotten into that caricature. Let's go ahead to one of my favorite segments and yours.
1: <laughs> That's Grandpa Drew's slang time.
0: Get off my lawn.
1: Already Grandpa. Drew? Um the slang of the week. Um I feel like you you might know this one. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good for you. Um So, the slang for this week is drippy.
0: Drippy? Yes. It's like Rudy Giuliani's hair dye.
1: That's really good. That's yes. Absolutely. That's hilarious. That is yes. Yeah.
0: So, something that's running down your face, it's like egg on your face. It's embarrassing. Awkward.
1: Yeah. So, I have to give that a 10 out of 10 just because I love that. But the definition is not correct.
0: Okay. Go ahead, give me the definition, and then I'll try to use it correctly in a sentence later on.
1: Okay, so the definition is, like, swaggy. Like, like if you're drippy, you typically have on, like, a, a cool outfit, and you got, like, cool energy, you know, like, like, you're you're pretty drippy.
0: Okay. So, I will use it at some point in a sentence and make you proud, I'm sure. I hope so. Unlike Rudy Giuliani at that press conference. So speaking of swag, speaking of the coolest kids on the block, let's turn to our weird news story of the week, which comes from New Zealand. So I don't know if you've heard this, Abby, but there is a town in New Zealand who is starting like a war with people who play Celine Dion music.
1: I have not heard of that. But this sounds hilarious.
0: And it is. So this comes from the BBC. This is basically where cars are getting together. They're strapping, like, these loud sirens. So, like, if there's an emergency, they kind of drive through the street, let everybody know. But they've set up all these different sirens and going around and, and kind of parking together. And they have a competition as to who can play the song the loudest and most clear and for whatever reason Celine Dion doesn't have a lot of bass in her music so it is one of the easiest ones to use and so this poor town from like and and it's every once in a while like every so, so couple of weeks they get together the probably the youths of the town because you know loud music it's got to be the youth right i
1: i wouldn't say that but okay i mean if they're listening to Celine Dion it's clearly it Aren't I, all the kids listening to Celine Dion right now? I mean, I the only Celine Dion song I know is the Titanic song. So,
0: so they use and blast Celine Dion music as loud as they can. And so it goes from like 7 p.m. to 2 in the morning. And the town has just had enough. So they started a petition, had hundreds of people sign it. And just saying, hey, we cannot listen to any more Celine Dion music like this. And one person... Diana Paris can see that she enjoyed listening to Dion, quote, in the comfort of my lounge and at my volume. I do not enjoy hearing fragments of it stopping and starting at any time between 7 p.m. and 2 in the morning. And so, Abby, one of my questions before we kind of turn to scripture to learn about what we can connect it to and then our life lessons what is a song that you enjoy just listening to as loudly as possible?
1: Have you ever heard of No Hands by Waka Flocka Flame? No. Oh, that song. It's It always gets me turned up. You say, look, ma, no hands and no dialing. I don't dance. I move yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. And, and whenever that song comes on, you got to turn that all the way up.
0: And uh, Waka Flocka Flame, please do not sue us. Because Abby sang part of your song on our
1: podcast, I, I I deeply apologize, but I don't even know if you can call that singing.
0: So Abby, for me, there is this little place in southwestern Virginia. It is oh, I
1: love Southwest Virginia. Sorry.
0: It is a mecca of beauty, of the best kind of people.
1: Where where
0: Blacksburg, Virginia?
1: When oh Panther God!
0: Sandman comes on. Wait, did you go to tech? I did. Yes, I
1: forgot that. Yeah. Oh, and everyone jumps
0: up and down. They cheer, and anytime I hear "Enter Sandman" for the first forty-five seconds, I have to jump. Listen, Abby, it's much like. I mean, your football teams did great this week. I don't know why we're even (laughs) going there.
1: (laughs) They did Uh, really good. Even UVA won against number 10 unc on the road take that tech
0: well I, we didn't play each other so it's not like anyway but let's go ahead let's tie it to the scripture that it made me think of because you know loud music sand sandman no hands i guess i'm gonna listen to it later uh, it's really good but There's this whole idea of, especially in the Psalms, of singing to God, of being loud, and our whole lives should be praising God. So, what I'm not telling you to do is to go out at 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. in your neighborhood and put sirens on your car and praise God. But there is kind of the sense of, like, hey, how do we live our lives? Are we living our lives of faith in a way that annoys everyone else around us? Or are we doing it in such a way that Helps people really recognize that in everything we do, we're living our our lives as faithful Christians, loving others, including others, and being respectful of one another. Because I think that's much more. Oftentimes, when I thought about this New Zealand town and people doing sirens, I think of like evangelists with their megaphones, just annoying everyone and not doing any good. It's very selfish and not um, taking into account other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like as followers of Jesus, we're called to create a more just and equitable world. And I mean, I don't know if Celine Dion, at 2 a.m. being blasted as loud as possible is really doing much to create justice and equity. Um, or if you replace Celine Dion with any kind of worship mu- music, I don't know if that would Spoiler alert, be that productive. Yeah, I don't think it does. I really don't think it does. But we could still praise respectfully
0: well and just live a life that's not like hurting others and doing harm and causing trauma
1: yeah well we would we would hope not
0: exactly so i'm gonna just kind of ask abby what did you learn today what's one thing you learned
1: um i learned that celine dion sings more than just the titanic song
0: wait a minute you didn't know that
1: I thought I thought she was a one-hit wonder. What? I I only know her from the Titanic song.
0: Celine Dion has like the largest longest like residency in Las Vegas.
1: Really? You,
0: yes. You thought Celine Dion only sang the Titanic song.
1: I thought she was one of those like 80s one-hit wonders.
0: So Abby, for your information, Celine Dion has won five Grammy Awards, 12 World Music Awards, seven Billboard Music Awards, six American Music Awards, 20 Juno Awards, and 50 Felix Awards. She's the third most awarded artist in Juno Awards history and the most nominated award artist ever. Her residency in Las Vegas. Celine Dion is the first and only female artist to have tallied three 8 million sellers in the U.S. since 1991. First holiday album by a female artist to be certified five times platinum. The second best-selling female album artist of the 2000s in the U.S. She has sold 17.3 million albums. Only Britney Spears has sold more. All kinds of amazing things. And you thought she was just the person. She's the top earning artist of the 2000s. I just can't even with you right now.
1: That's okay. I mean, I'm here to learn. And I definitely learned about Celine Dion today. But when I was home for um, fall break, my brother watched the Titanic for the first time. And so it was fresh on my mind. And it was quite, quite a good movie, I would say. And that's, that's really all I know her for. I, I don't hear much Celine Dion on the radio anymore. I'm very sorry.
0: I'd like to apologize to Barry Manilow. Apparently, Barry Manilow is the longest uh, artist at um, Vegas. So, deep apologies to Mr. Manilow.
1: Please don't sue us. Please.
0: <laughs> Please don't join in a class action suit with Mr. What? What is?
1: Waka Flocka Flame.
0: Mr. Flame. Mr. Manilow, Mr. Flame du- duet lawsuit against abby and drew
1: that would that would be a killer
0: well friends thank you so much for joining us on this episode of weirdly christian i hope today that you have learned something maybe about celine dion like abby has or maybe a little bit more about how to annoy your neighbors get together put sirens on your car and just blare music because that's not the way to make people appreciate you
1: And please invite us when you do, because that sounds like fun. I would
0: like to have an invite, though, so that I can come and boo you. Yeah. With that being said, Abby, where can people find you?
1: You guys can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Abby K. Garber.
0: And I'm at Drew Enns. If you want to learn more about Rise Campus Mystery or Rise GMU on Instagram, do it now before it gets taken down by this lawsuit that 41 states and D.C. have put in place. So we may be finding a new spot if Meta goes
1: out. And I just realized I said Twitter and not X. So I'm very sorry, Elon.
0: Mr. Musk, please don't sue us.
1: Please don't join Mr. Flame and Mr. Manilow in the class action suit against us. That's right.
0: I don't know if we can handle a lawsuit from Mr. Manilow and Mr. Flame and Mr. Musk because they are so trippy.
1: I actually thought that was pretty good. Nine out of ten.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening, and stay weird, you Christians.